Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. back once again bread and circuses podcast i am rooster here with crow hello how you doing crow good deja vu well it's been yeah it's been a long time it's been a so long, long time that when we when we first started to record this we were five minutes in and you realized you weren't recording yeah i forgot how to even produce the show that's how long it's been yeah well like i said at least you didn't erase an entire episode yeah again yeah you, you know? guys missed some really really good good stuff so i don't know if we can replicate that well in that time we were talking about your extreme hatred of the jews yes yes and, and um, uh, which you weren't denying you're only just trying to avoid answering the question i guess i shouldn't put stuff on the uh, on the cloud well it was that hamas flag you're flying your house. <laughs> that gave it away huh yeah well we were talking about um uh the representative whose name i can't pronounce and if i did i can't remember her name but uh she's the uh i don't even know where she's representing yes uh representative pramila jayapal from washington um she was on uh cnn the other day and they were asking her about you know hey look hamas has made it clear that they used rape of women and men as one of their uh strategies for intimidating people during this uh october 7th you know thing where they killed 1400 israeli citizens or whatever and and uh they were basically trying to say isn't this bad and she was like well yeah it's bad but they're like but you know it's not the same thing here because the israelis aren't doing that israeli soldiers aren't raping you know palestinian women and she goes look i don't want to get into this whole um what is it? Oppression Olympics or yeah. whatever she said. And I'm just this hierarchy of oppression. I just want to go. That's what you guys are all about. Yeah. So I, I just found it funny. And yeah, uh, I didn't find her comments particularly, you know, uh, appalling, I guess, but, um, you, you know, um, she could have been more tactful. Obviously she's got a viewpoint. And uh, she, she's not going to go all in rah rah Israel. And you don't expect that. So I, she didn't go off the rails. I don't think in, in her commentary on that and, and saying, you know, no, hey, the Jews are at she, fault here. She didn't do that. She no, but she got cornered. Yeah, and she, she couldn't. Yeah. She couldn't find a way out of it. Yeah. And but again, the, it, it was it didn't come across as like egregiously stupid or egregiously you know two faced or or uh, you know anti anti Jew or Israel to me. Well, I thought it was egregiously two-faced. I mean, I, I well, thought... two-faced to a degree, but not egregiously, I guess. Define well, the word. <laughs> and so, um, so today, I think it was today, they were having some testimony um, in, uh, I, I think it was the Senate, asking these, um, these uh, uh, heads of like Harvard and very prestigious uh, University of Pennsylvania, you know, Ivy League schools. They're saying, is it, um, is it a 
dismissible offense. Can you be expelled from Harvard, Penn, all these places for saying uh, kill all the Jews? For basically saying, look, uh, it's time for genocide against the Jews. And they were using some direct quotes that, quite honestly, I thought were pretty scary. And uh, Harvard had said that they told their uh, Jewish students, hey, you probably shouldn't wear any outward symbols of your religion. And they believe they've made, you know, it's a perfectly reasonable uh, request to make. And they think, uh, you know, everyone should feel safe. And, um, you know, it's just not that big a deal. Now, if someone were to direct that at a specific Jewish student, you know, like if they said, kill this Jew, then they could be expelled. But if they just say, kill all of them, you know. Yeah. You can stick around because that's just general and it's protected by, mm, by free speech. No, no, that's a call to violence. I mean, if you're saying yeah. if you're saying every Jew deserves to die, you're saying go if you're saying you should go murder every Jew, you're saying to that person, go murder your neighbor who's a Jew. Yeah. You know? So exactly. you're not how can you say that that's not incitement to violence? It's fucking stupid. And they're supposed to be the uh, supreme educated class. Fuck you guys. Well, this is just like the um, uh, the Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown when they said, what's a woman? And she's like, ah, I'm not really qualified to answer that question. I mean, it, it's almost like hypocrisy really does matter to them a little bit, just a little bit, you know? Yeah. But but they're uh, this whole but idea. But they fall that, all over themselves sounding extremely fucking stupid when they try to uh, they try to you know square that circle. Well, they've got this nexus of, you know, different things that are running into each other. Like, you know, they're viewing the Jews basically as generally white, just like they do with a lot of Asians as like white adjacent. You know, it's okay to to uh, limit your numbers of Asian students or white Hispanics. Yeah. College, because you're you're sort of white adjacent, you know. Yeah. Um, And it really comes down to it's not about ideology. It's about what color your skin is. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yep. And they're finally starting to realize that people are kind of turning on them, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see where it goes, but it's, there's just been a lot of hypocrisy being called out lately. Well, and it's like, they're waking up to it because in the past I've always contended that as a conservative, you can get frustrated that a liberal doesn't seem to be bothered by hypocrisy. And I just contend that they aren't. Yeah. It, Everything is situational. They don't care. Well, so. the the coalition of the oppressed that the uh, that the Democrats have been, you know, um, fomenting and forming uh, is starting to rupture finally. So this this um, attack, terrorist attack on Israel, where they murdered all the civilians, um, it's kind of shown some true true colors on the left that the Democrats kind of wanted to keep hidden. And uh, now Muslims are even, there's an article in Alpha News, Muslims in swing states are turning against Biden over the stance on Israel. So there's well, a bunch there, of left-wing Americans, you know, who oppose the Biden, Biden regime support for Israel. So Well, and there are, a lot of cons- there are a lot of conservatives that are getting excited about that. Yeah. You know, sort of like, hey, you know, it's like these people aren't going to vote for you. No, absolutely just- not. Yeah. The only thing we can hope for is that they don't vote. And they don't go out and they don't campaign, which is, you know, that's going to be helpful for the Republicans. But that's not, you know, not great because you can't really well, go I in there still, and go there. Their, their votes being wait, you're just waiting to be taken. I still think they're going to do it because they can't help it. They're such political animals. They got to yeah. vote for somebody. You know, I mean, 
when you believe that the government is supposed to pay for your lifestyle and everything, well, you can't just not vote. And in, in the way voting is going now, it's so fucking easy that there, you know, that why not vote? It's so simple. You, you just you have to have somebody show up at your knock on your door and say, "Hey, you know, just uh, here's the paperwork. I'll help you fill it out, or I'll fill it out for you, and I'll move on to the next apartment." <laughs> yeah, give me all three of those ballots they sent in the mail. I mean, that's how easy it is now. So why not? Why not vote? Why not say, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give my name." You know what? You know, I just I just got done masturbating furiously and uh, and smoking a fat doobie, a uh, little bit of that devil's lettuce, and uh, you know, I'm not really motivated to do anything. But if someone just knocked on my door and said, "Hey, you need to vote in order to keep smoking that shit and viewing your porn," you better vote. Oh, well, yeah, I guess since I'm already here. Yeah. So that's the, I mean, that's what we're fighting against now. We're, um, Tim Poole said, you know, he was talking about how unless the Republicans can, can figure out how to fight um, ballot harvesting, which is le- legal in a bunch of states now, um, especially since uh, the lockdowns and COVID, um, he said, we're, 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 it's going to be really tough because all the blues are concentrated in the cities and it's really easy for ballot harvesters to go to apartment complexes and if they're even just legally just legally do it just go door to door knock 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 and get a bunch of people to to give their vote whereas republicans or conservatives usually are spread out more and you know you're going home to home in the in the country and you're driving 10 minutes between houses you're not going to get a whole lot done you know getting the votes you know speaking of tim pool have you noticed that he's doing a lot more using words like we when it comes to voting for Trump and stuff like that? Uh, no, no. Yeah, he really has been. He's uh, he, And then he will catch himself about every third time be like, well, I don't like Republicans either. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Everybody he has that's right wing on his show is he's like totally agreeing with them all the time. Phil Lamonte, who's the lead singer of uh, what's the rock band? I can't remember. He's been on Tim's show quite a bit lately. Um, yeah, I think he's he's basically all that remains. Host. It's all that remains was the name of the band, uh, not the greatest rock band, but um, yeah, he's on there a lot, and he's a uh, you know pretty hardcore libertarian, right leaning, uh, right guy, and uh, Tim's pretty much agrees with him the whole time. Uh, what's the other guy? The other blonde guy that's on there a lot, the libertarian. You know, I guess you could. And, and the thing is, he's they're not tr- like they're not the libertarian left their libertarian rights right that he has on his show there's a difference well it's funny over thanksgiving because yes it's been that long since we talked at least my uh my mother-in-law was over and she was talking about libertarians and i said um she's a very hardcore conservative like uh very hardcore and she's uh and lives in a very black and white world. She was talking about someone being a libertarian. And I said, well, that's probably what I would consider myself to be. And she said, how can you be a libertarian? What do you mean? Just like no government at all? And yeah. I said, I'm like, no, that's anarchy. Yeah. And she goes, no, no, no. Libertarians don't want any government. And I said, no, those are anarchists. And her husband goes, yeah, that's, that's what anarchists are. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, still. I said, look, I vote for Republicans because they're much closer to what I would, you know, consider. And the libertarian candidates, not only do they not impress me, they just don't really have any shot at all. And if I want to put somebody in there who's going to enact policies closer to what I want, I'll pick the person most likely to win that is most likely to, you know, do what I want done. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah. And she said, well, no, libertarians. I'm just like, you don't even understand what these terms are. And I, 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 I don't like at this point, like sticking to a label because you generally are kind of a mix of a lot of things. So it's hard, you know, well, people you know fall into that trap of, of you saying, when you're saying you're a libertarian, they're like, they, they kind of just had the pre- preconceived idea of what you are. Even when you say I'm a Republican, like there's, well, you know what a libertarian really is, don't you? What's that? It's someone who votes Republican, but doesn't want to tell their friends. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, mean, I mean, that's what it's turned into. I'm Republican like, leaning. People... I'm libertarian leaning. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm conservative, I guess. I just love when people say, well, like, what are you? And he just goes, none of your business. Well, you know, who'd you vote for? None of your business. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who I voted for. If they ask me who I voted for, I'll, I'll probably tell them. And then I go, well, now it's your turn. Yeah. And if they go Biden, I'll be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, at this point, you know, before I'd be like, oh, let's, uh, let's talk about politics and find something to agree on. No, there's none of that anymore. Well, I went down to my mom and dad's place um, to uh, to meet with them uh, for Thanksgiving, and uh, it it was interesting. My dad, who's you know a hero of mine, a very smart guy, uh, and in the past has always been pretty conservative. I think he's been watching too much CNN because um, he's turned into the hating Trump and you know all that stuff. And he thinks he lives in Florida. He thinks Ron DeSantis is nuts. And um, he thinks even the new uh, speaker, Mike Johnson, he goes, I think he's crazy and dangerous. I'm like, <laughs> okay. based on what? Man, he's just buying, yeah, he's, he's buying his, into it then. He's about as milk toast as it gets, you know? And, and so we were having a few conversations and, you know, he actually said to me, he said a couple things that really shocked me. He said, you know, this country used to be just fine. People got along pretty well. And I said, yeah, that's true. And he goes, then Trump came along and all of a sudden there's all this division. And I'm like, <laughs> Fuck. dad, what? I'm like, dad, no. what are you doing? I said, since, uh, Obama, I said, it really, if you look at the, if you look at the data, it's been, or the data, I don't know, whatever, whatever word you're supposed to use there. Um, the 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 racial division in this country just exploded during Obama's Obama's uh, uh, presidency. Yeah. But I said even before that, I remember being our family went to a Prairie Home Companion, the Garrison Keillor show, mm-hmm. um, the night that Ronald Reagan passed away. And I said, "Do you remember being there?" And we were in the middle of the show, and Garrison Keillor stopped and said, "Hey." Sorry, just had to let everybody know uh, that Ronald Reagan, former president, has passed away. And there were people who booed him the name and then turned right around and cheered like it was good that he was dead. And I said, and you're saying there hasn't been division in this country until uh, Trump came along. He goes, well, I don't remember that. He doesn't remember that thing happening. Well, it did. Well, you know. I, I do recall that uh, r- racial animosity was a lot less before Obama. So, well, and I I don't know if it was less or if it was just they they sort of poured miracle grow on it. I mean, everything became about race, you know, yeah. and it it really has gotten to the point where people just see each other, you know, in that context all the time. I mean, I think people who normally viewed themselves as fairly oblivious to it and didn't care now are starting to see people in that context and i've used this example before but the the uh, indian guy who's the surgeon general right now 
when someone comes out and says, hey, race is the most important thing we're looking for in these positions, and then they hire someone like him, you can't help but say, all right, was he the most qualified or was he the most qualified person who fit the ethnic background that you wanted? Yeah. You know, whereas in the past, if you hadn't been saying that stuff, people would have just been like, oh, cool, look, a new Surgeon General. I mean, there wouldn't be any more people saying, oh, I can't believe they let an Indian in there than yeah. there had been in the past. I mean, there's knuckle dragging degenerates all over the place, but it's not like they number in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of, it's kind of funny how the story starts in the middle and it's usually fiction and they run with it. Like it's true. Yeah. So, well, um, go ahead. I'll speak. I wanted to segue into something else. Oh, well, speaking of the speaker, uh, former speaker, Kevin McCarthy to hear he's going to resign at the month's end. Well, I mean, he has to, doesn't like, he? Resign from Congress altogether. Yeah, doesn't he have to? I don't even think he's going to, he's, but he's, he's not even like finishing out his term. Yeah, I'm sure he's embarrassed. He's the only speaker <laughs> who's ever been let go. And, and that's after he gave that, uh, what, that elbow shot to uh, to one of his colleagues that was talking? Yeah, to I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that happened or not, but <laughs> here's what I do know. He was so desperate to be elected speaker that he allowed Matt Gates, who you and I disagree on. Um, I don't think Matt Gates is a bad person, but I think Matt Gates gets to throw bombs from the safety of a very red area. He never has to worry about what he says is going to get him unelected. Yeah. Um, I just don't care for the guy, but he should, McCarthy should have never allowed Gates that stipulation that said one person can, yeah. You know, basically set the wheels in motion because you knew it was just a matter of time before he did it was. I think it's I think you were telling me this. You saw an interview with Lee Child. I think it was Lee Child, author. We both mm-hmm. like the Reacher books, said something about like if maybe it was Larry Correa or Vince Flynn. It was one of those authors we both like said, if you mention a gun in chapter one, you better get to that gun in chapter three. You know, yeah, I think that's can't just, even older saying, but yeah. I think that's yeah, a playwright thing. Yeah, you can't just put it out there and then never come back to it again. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so I think that's was that was Gates' plan all along. Yeah. So Well Laura Loomer um, posted something I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh she posted uh, saying while McCarthy leaving Congress is good for MAGA in the sense that he will no longer be there to sabotage, he is leaving at the end of the year on purpose to further diminish the House GOP majority because he wants Republicans to lose the House once Trump is back in office. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I go that far, yeah, but I do think either. he's, I think he's being petty, but he, he does have to leave. I mean, yeah. really he's, and, and he's from a, he's from a red part of California. They'll elect another, they'll elect another Republican there. It's not that big a deal, but I, yeah. I don't know. I just, um, but I was going to get into this, uh, you know, sort of uh, people changing their positions idea. Um, have you seen, the stuff that's coming out about climate change lately from the the big hitters like Bill Gates. Now, John Kerry's the opposite. He doubled down. But um, Bill Gates was at some summit the other day, and he said, yeah, we're not going to – he goes, we're not going to hit those climate numbers that everybody thought yeah. we were going to hit, the one and a half, the three degrees. And he goes, even if we did, it's just not that big a deal. Well, I'm like, 
Are they having to come out now and admit that every what everybody's known all along um, well, is that this just isn't going to matter? Well, wasn't John Kerry even up on stage, uh, you know, farting and, and uh, releasing methane himself? So, I mean, he just doesn't care either he just, at this point. You know, that guy's flying all over the place in his own private jet. Yeah. Telling everybody Did you actually hear him there. fart while he was giving a speech? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, that's the thing we were talking about. That he was speaking well what i had heard was that what he was saying that he had sort of doubled down on the climate change stuff and the woman sitting next to him in the video was like oh my god are you kidding like she was covering her mouth and then now i'm hearing people say oh it's because he farted I and mean, i well I here's the thing i don't even know anymore what's real what's what's not i i saw the video where where you heard him fart and i'm like yeah somebody probably added that in the noise yeah, yeah i think i think that's the case but yeah. the initial reaction i heard and i got it from clay and buck's show and they usually generally are pretty well researched yeah. in that they played the clip of what he was saying and i didn't see the video but they said when he said this particular thing about no 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 we got to do this people are dying all the time or whatever and this woman next to him was sort of like oh geez dial it back a little you know yeah so um but i do i do think that the facade, all the stuff they've been pushing, you know, this diversity, equity, inclusion, the climate change, all of this stuff is really starting to lose steam and people are turning on them. And th there's a perfect example with the, um, Tim Poole was talking about this, you mentioned him earlier, about the, the gay marriage support. It's actually gone backwards. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's seven to 9% fewer people approve of gay marriage. Yeah. And I just saw an article the other day. I, I didn't know who the author was, but it said uh, uh, the LGBs have to divorce themselves from the T plus crowd. And I think they're a hundred percent right. Hmm. You know, Owen Benjamin did that joke way before Dave Chappelle did it, but they both did it pretty well. Nobody cares about the lesbian gays, bisexuals, you know, it's when you start talking you know, the trans, the Qs, the pluses, all that stuff. Everybody sort of starts to go, all right, okay. Did you hear that latest Dylan Mulvaney uh, gave some sort of, um, uh, did some sort of presentation or show where they, it was, they sold tickets to it at some theater? And you, no. see, you see the picture of the, of, the, of the theater and it was just basically completely empty. It was like a, a big well, theater and he's, he's giving his little... Uh, you know, his little uh, life story speech thing basically going on about nothing. And one of the things he talked about, they had played a clip of him talking about how he really wants to, um, he wants to really kind of focus on making stories heard of, of black trans people. He really wants, now he's not the right person to do that, but he wants to support people for doing that. It's like, you're woke bullshit. You're just, tr you're so try hard. It's like it's you're failing you're losing the narrative nobody you're going to be irrelevant and probably commit suicide soon well yeah. to that end again tim pool i feel like i've been diving deep in the tim pool stuff lately um he uh he played a clip of dylan mulvaney basically losing it like talking about having a nervous breakdown and by the way i had never realized how much plastic surgery that guy's had on his face Who? he looks like Which one? dylan mulvaney oh yeah yeah he's freaky looking he looks like somebody grabbed him by the ponytail and started pulling real hard mm -hmm. because he his face is starting yeah. to what is that movie Brazil Brazil where they have the woman that had the plastic surgery and they show her getting her face stretched in that sci-fi movie 
Uh, I don't it's, know. It's, it kind of gives you that impression that it's just like they're pulling all the skin and just really stretching it back as hard as they can. <laughs> well, so he's basically having a nervous breakdown, and Tim is like, you know, I feel for the guy. because, And it was interesting that Tim is calling him a him now because yeah. in the past he had. But uh, Tim's theory, and he played some clips that I think support this, showed he says he believes that Dylan Mulvaney is not actually considering himself trans. And, you know, he used to have a channel where he basically interviewed animals. Yeah. And it, it wasn't taking off. And then somehow he hit, uh, you know, sort of one of the algorithms talking about trans stuff and it took off. And he goes, so I believe he's playing a character. Well, and if you see some of his videos, that's exactly what he's doing. Tim played the, the one of his day one as a woman. Yeah. And it was, you know, I well, first day as a woman, I cried for no reason. I did all, all the stereotypes, all the negative tropes of women. And he says, so I don't know. How am I doing, ladies? Yeah. And Tim goes, he's making fun of women. Well, that's why I'm surprised you know? that he thought that Mulvaney lately was, he said, I feel really bad for him here when he's when he's saying, I just all I do is cry. It's like, it's just more, to me, I saw it. It looked like more performance art to me. It looked more like yeah. just uh, just him pretending to be a woman again. Um, it might be, but like you said, you don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think, um, and I might've talked about this before. Do you know, Mr. Beast? Yeah. Uh, the big YouTuber, yep. he's got a guy in sort of his orbit. He used to be very anti-trans and all this. And now he's coming out as trans. This is a couple months old, but, um, and Tim was saying, look, all this guy's doing is playing the, he's playing the algorithm. He said he's doing the things that get him noticed. And because that's how Mr. Beast built his whole channel. I mean, the guy took 18 months to basically spend 10 hours a day, seven days a week, trying to figure out what makes videos viral. And he's done a great job of it. Yeah. But because he's taken off the way he has, now a lot of the people sort of in his orbit want to be famous too. And they're doing the same thing. Yeah. But they're, they're doing the extremes and, and I think we're going to get to a point where people are just doing ridiculous stuff on the internet just to be noticed. Yeah. That's just what they, that's, you know, they're going to, they're going to figure out the craziest thing they can do just to be noticed. Yeah. They're going to, I mean, it's going to have to get crazier and crazier, but the problem is you can't sustain that stuff. You know, <laughs> well, and then, not, and then AI is going to just outstrip everybody's ability to do anything like that. Cause it's going to be so realistic looking in 10 years, the videos that nobody can, nobody can compete with the AI. So it's just going to be some guy, you know, creating these AI things that, you know, uh, only fans models, you know, uh, prank channels, all that. It's all going to be fake. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I do have to, do you watch Brett Cooper at all? Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh the daily wire. Yeah, I do have to say she had um, a couple of things. One that was sort of, uh, I'm sure you saw the video too, but one thing was sort of depressing and then another thing was really kind of cool. Um, the first one was this woman, um, sort of a, a um, Southern accent kind of type. And she was like sitting in a car and she says, I just realized that um, basically she's saying men aren't interested in me. They won't wipe me up. She's like, it's every man I see who I'm thinking, hey, he's attractive. His wife or girlfriend is just very sort of petite and feminine and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I thought men wanted like, you know, tough girls. Yeah, and I've got she tattoos and muscles. Yeah. 
Yeah, and she shows her, and she's, I mean, I don't know if she's a bodybuilder or what. She's not overly huge, but, I mean, she's in shape. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's basically saying, you know, I, I've sort of been lied to by this stuff. And, you know, Brett was saying in some of the in some of the comments, people are like, ah, oh, serves you right, all this stuff. And she goes, I genuinely feel bad for her. Yeah. And I did, too. I felt like, you know, here's a woman who feels like she's been doing all this stuff, and, and she – She's attractive and she seemed nice and she she seemed genuinely hurt that she's taken this path that and I don't think, you know, she's washed up and her life's over and she'll find some guy, you know, but but I just think, you know, um, Myron from the Fresh and Fit podcast, who I think is just a little too blunt sometimes, but that's his that's his shtick. He um he says, you know, maybe women should stop asking women what men want and ask men what men want. Yeah. Because it ain't feminism. Yeah. And I don't think feminism is doing anybody any good. Chris all Williamson this, has yeah, a all bunch this, of people on his podcast about that. This uh, saying the same bad, thing? Uh, bad, what do they call it? Bad bitch or girl boss, uh, STEM push, yeah. you know, pushing all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, I think it's hitting its peak. And I think I think it's not going to be on a downward trend because uh, what girls are realizing they're going to be miserable trying to do the stuff that they're not geared to do. It's a it's a very small subset of women that like doing that stuff, just like it's a small subset of men that like doing feminine things. You know, it's not it's, well, you can't just push the whole a whole society, half the society to do that kind of stuff. Well, you could say it's, you could say it's OK to do it, but to stop pushing people to do it. Right. If that's what you're into, yeah. be into it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but so I was having this conversation with my mom and dad. Uh, and it was really interesting how it came. My dad goes, hey, here's this interesting article. And it was about dating nowadays, what it's like for women. And I saw it was from the New York Times. And it starts out talking about this 35-year-old single mom who was trying to find a guy. <laughs> and I just went, I know exactly where this is going to mm-hmm. go. I just told my dad, I said, I know where this is going. And he just looks at me like, well, what are you saying? I, I just said, I'll read the article. So I did. It was basically how this woman, 35 years old, um, was dating this guy. He got her pregnant. She said, hey, I'm pregnant. You know, I'm going to have the kid. And he was like, I'm out. And now he's the bad guy. Now, he's not he, he's not, not the villain, but he's he's also not the villain just because of that. And, and I said, so I read the article, and, you know, they talked about the uh, – the cads that these alpha males are and how men are trying to be alpha males and how just disgusting that sort of is. And, and I said, it's interesting that they start telling this story in the middle. And my dad said, what do you mean? I said, she's a 35 year old woman who's been dating a guy. Did they have a discussion about what happens if I get pregnant? She obviously wasn't taking any precautions. Um, you know, it's not like not like guys shouldn't have something to do with birth control, but generally it kind of, based on the type we have, types we have, it falls on women. Yeah. You know, either that or insist that the guy put a put a condom on, you know? Yeah. But she wasn't doing any of that stuff. So she's playing Russian roulette. She winds up getting pregnant by this guy who bails because he's he probably thought they had a different kind of relationship. Obviously he wasn't very invested in her. And she either should have picked up on that or she should have flat out asked him, you know, yeah. if you're going to start sleeping with somebody, 
And I've told my oldest this. I'm like, if you can't talk about sex and what could happen if all goes wrong, then you are not mature enough to be having it. You yep. know? Yep. And obviously this guy wasn't, and he didn't stand by her, but we don't know that, you know, maybe they've been dating for six months, you know, and maybe she was crazy or I don't know. I'm not saying she was, maybe he was crazy, but whatever. So I'm like, all of this is like the guy's bad now. And because she can't find a man, it's a problem. I said, here's the thing, dad. I said, a man is what he makes himself to be. That's how he has value. Women have intrinsic value based on the fact that they're women. Yeah. Because like it or not, society, men and women, appreciate women for their beauty and appreciate men, women and men, appreciate men for what they achieve. Yeah. I said, so if a woman is 26 years old and beautiful, she's going to get attention. A good-looking guy at 26 years old will get attention, but nothing like the woman gets. He's not taken seriously until he goes out and makes his own money. Right. Right? And I said, so a guy who builds all that up starts to get real careful about who he's going to date because if all goes wrong, she can take half of his stuff and make his life miserable. You know? And I said, on top of that, women tend to date up. If they're, um, you know, of a certain income level, they want a guy who's slightly higher. And I said, I'm not, I'm not just saying this. This is factual, studied information you can look up. I said, if they are a certain height, they want a guy who's above a certain height. You know, I said, and the big problem for women right now is if they're college educated, they don't want a guy who's not college educated. Yeah. And fewer and fewer men are going to college. Yeah. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. A big one is how they're treated at college. You know, I mean, if you're a man and a woman accuses you of rape, you're, you're booted. You're yeah. out. That's it. You don't need evidence. doesn't have to be credible. You just, you're out. So guy, a lot of guys are just like, you know what? I'm hitting a trade school. Or I'm just going out and doing whatever, or I'm not going to date. Cause why? You know? Yeah. Yep. And so it was, it was interesting to hear this from the other side. And they said, yes, there are men who say I'm not going to date because women are crazy and blah, blah, blah. I said, but this article was written from the other side of like, geez, this, these women are just trying to live and they're just having a hard time finding such a good man. And I have yet to meet a woman ever in my lifetime who was looking for a guy who didn't have at least one or two guys in her friend zone that probably would have been great candidates to date her. Yeah. You know? Yep. Anyway, so that was that was the first video that Brett Cooper had. The second was, have you seen this um this sort of trend that they have? Got I'm totally spacing on the it's name. It's called of it the Hope now. Core. Yeah. Yeah, I knew And they're pretty good. I mean it's it's not even just I think a lot of it was geared toward men, but they're just good things in general. Yeah, I was, a, I was a little bit cheesy when she started out with The Rock going, is it one day or day one? One yeah, but day that's not a bad... or day. Yeah, but the, the way The Rock was doing it was like cheesy. It's like, yeah, I get it. But, dude, that was especially coming yeah, from The Rock. He's a, he's a cheesy actor. I know. That's so... why it was so bad. But, no, I get it. They're, it's all motivational stuff and and you know, nothing negative. And yeah, cause everybody's getting, I'm, 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 I've realized I was falling into that trap of just being completely pessimistic because 
it's kind of hard not to when you're all you see, especially when you're dealing with a lot of politics, you know, because we prep for the show by watching politics and it's just all bullshit. But there's a lot of good going on, too. Yeah, I um, started working out again yeah. uh, and uh, I realized I missed how much that changed my mood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So shame on me. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it really is something. So are you are you getting swole, bra? Uh, not yet. I'm a long okay. way from swole. All right. I'm a long way from bra the way it is too, you know? <laughs> so, um, one more thing I wanted to mention. Okay. Um, I know it was a big story, but again, and I know I've had a reputation for fanboying over, um, Elon Musk, but him telling basically, uh, talking right to Bob Iger. At yeah. Disney a a room full, a room full of executives and CEOs, right? Yeah. And I mean, go fuck yourself is what he said. (laughs) He had a great point when he said, you're going to try and blackmail me over money. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about like, Hey, Mark Cuban's given Elon Musk some bullshit and everything. Well, Elon Musk is, I I don't know if he still is after the purchase of Twitter, but I mean, basically the richest guy in the world. Yeah. We're talking almost of a quarter of a trillion dollars of net worth. At the time that he bought Twitter, maybe it's half of that now. I don't know. Still, hundred plus billion dollars of worth, launching rockets into space. You know all this stuff, uh, revolutionizing the uh, uh, EV industry. And Mark Cuban is probably worth about four billion dollars, six billion dollars, something like that. Last I saw, these though they are billionaires, it is not the same thing. And what has that guy done other than look like Frankenstein? Or sorry, Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> That's what I've always well, thought of, of Cuban. It's like he, he just kind of has a Frankenstein's monster look about him. He is in the three commas club. So, you know, respect there at least. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. And I just think you people think you're going to intimidate a guy like Elon Musk. Yeah, you're right. He said, fuck you. And yeah. I know you were saying we were talking about this. He came off as a little spurgy when he was doing that. But guess what? He's a little spurgy. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like denigrate him when I say that. I'm just saying it's just sometimes he comes across as more just like straight laced and kind of kind of with it. And then sometimes he just came, seems a little flighty. It's like he he kind of uh, kind of has his ups and downs in his, in his, well, in we his, all in his know. mood. We all know that if there's anyone you hate more than the Jews, even it's the autistic. Oh, those fucking you know, spurks! So. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even look at them without wanting to puke. You know how you know how spurgs look? They just look all spurgy. <laughs> uh, I sorry, disavow. <laughs> I don't think there's a spurg look. So <laughs> I didn't think you. I didn't think you were gonna lean into it. Uh, you know. You know how you know how those you know those spurgs smell. Oh, they got I that certain smell. Gonna, I thought I was going to have to drop the how come I can hear you winking thing. Uh. Instead, you're just like, you're damn right. I hate them all. Uh. <laughs> damn autistic Jews. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I just, I, you know, that was another conversation my dad and I had and we were down there. He's like, yeah, well, maybe the guy should shut up. And I go, about what? And he goes, well, pretty much an anti-Semite. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Like, you have to stop watching CNN. Yeah. It, it's just, it, whether you're smart or not, it's so easy to be manipulated <laughs> if you're not engaged totally. 
Like if you kind of disengage at some point and you go, I'm just tired of dealing with this stuff. I'm tired of looking into it. I just need to kind of find someone to trust. And then that's where the door opens for you to just be fucking brainwashed. Well, you also have to have a healthy skepticism about your own intelligence. Yeah. You have to look around and say, I might be completely full of shit. You know, look, I I always want like we've talked about this before is like you just can't know everything about everything that's going on. It's just you can't. You can know a little bit of stuff and most of it's probably not true. And you can be informed on, you know, a handful of things, but it's just it's just really difficult. And And I and I would like to be able to trust someone in politics, especially to, you know, to, to be my voice and to know what I care about and kind of keep on top of all the stuff that, so I don't have to do it, but you can't do that. It's just, it's pretty much impossible. Like even putting, put, uh, going all in on Trump. I can't go on all in on Trump and just trust the man. The guy's made some fucking stupid mistakes and said some fucking stupid things that I'm not going to back up. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're raw, raw Biden, and you can't say a, a one negative thing about him. You're fucking, you're, you're, you're part of the problem. I can say a bunch of bad shit about Trump because he's done a bunch of bad shit. But on the, on, on the, on the whole, I would rather have Trump than, than any Democrat at this point. And, but, but even with his flaws. Well, people aren't going to be, like you said, they're not going to be a hundred percent right. So sometimes you have to look at even your good friends and be like, dude, that was out of bounds. Yeah. You know, still yeah. love you. Still friends, but yeah. no, I can't agree with you on that thing. Yeah. And uh, nowadays we just live in a climate where if somebody crosses any line with you, you can agree with them nine times out of 10. And the one time they don't, everybody's suddenly like, oh, that's it. We're done being friends. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to like with Trump or even like Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm, I'm cautious about him because it just seems too good to be true what he says. Um, but if it comes out that there's some suspicious stuff about him, I'm not going to be like, well, I knew it. That guy's fucked. We're not, I'm not going to listen to anything he says anymore. No, I'll be like, well, I'll take that into consideration, you know? Yeah. And on, on the whole, is he good? And the whole is what he says and does good. Yeah. As you said, some suspicious shit. Yeah. But does that outweigh what the good stuff? No, it's gotta be pretty fucking egregious for me to go. Nope. That guy's done. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. Well, you said you had a few topics. Yeah. Um, did you see the we had the largest largest uh, border crossing in history now? No. Uh, it's a breaking news. Over twelve thousand illegal aliens invaded the U.S. in one day, highest ever record. Um, I think that's a lie because the border is secure. Ah, okay. Well, this is and Secretary it's also Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas said so. And this is from Infowars. You know how you know how how they are. It's all conspiracies yeah. with them. Um, so yeah. the, the number of illegal aliens encountered at the southern border in one day reportedly hit the highest level ever recorded as the Biden mass migration catastrophe spirals wildly out of control. On Tuesday, Customs and Border Protection personnel logged more than 12,000 migrant encounters, according to Fox News correspondent Mil- Bill Malugan. I don't even know how to pronounce Malugin. that. Malugin. Uh, the stunning one day surge came after multiple consecutive days of more than 10,000 encounters uh, along the Southwest frontier. As if it, as Infowars often clarifies the draw dropping figures do not include known or unknown gotaways or illegal entries visa, other U S borders or ports of entry. So that 12,000 record is just, you know, it's probably half <laughs> of what, what actually is coming in, you know? So, yeah. I, uh, 
I do think we're going to pay the price for this down the road somewhere. And where I think it's going to be is, look, I'll be honest. I, you know, people flooding in from Mexico, as long as they're not, um, you know, cartel or gang members, MS-13 kind of people. Um, I don't. I still think you should come to this country the legal way and have a process. And I think that process should be a little easier than it is as far as becoming a citizen. Um, uh, but I, I don't really worry about people from Mexico and Central America flooding over. What I worry about is how many people are like Hamas throwing in here. Well, I mean, I, I still worry about people from Mexico. I mean, like the fact that they're family oriented, religious, hardworking people, generally speaking, the ones that come over are coming to, to make money and not cause trouble. Right. Right. Problem yeah. is the problem is with that is, is they still don't have like that, uh, that American DNA. You know what I'm talking about? Like they, they're not, they, they're the ones that allowed their corrupt government to run over them and, and allowed the drug cartels to, to, to take hold and do what they do. And they just kind of kept their heads down. The work didn't raise a stink. And that's not an American kind of attitude. And if we get a lot more of that here, we're already changing the kind of the American rugged, you know, individualism is almost gone at this point. So you just keep bringing more people in that don't have that attitude. You're going to completely change the, the face of of the country, not just not just demographically, but politically and and socially. Yeah, no, I agree. But it's you know the ones I worry more about are the ones who are flooding in from the Middle East or yeah, short term, sure. Know, but, but countries but, countries like Haiti, which are just a complete shit show. Yeah, long term, you're going to get Banana Republic people in here, people that like the idea or, or used to the idea of living in countries where it's basically your Banana Republic. And when that stuff starts happening here, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's just how it works. It's, you know, yeah. that American dream. Nah, no, this is just, you know, I, I want to make money here. But, you know, I I like the fact that we can give bribes to everybody or I can take bribes when I need when, when I when I when I need to take bribes to make money. That's just how things work. And it's like, no, that's 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 the opposite of American fucking ideals, you know. Yeah. So in the long term, that's going to be bad. Well, it does appear, though, that it's uh, starting to swing around more to the conservative side. So. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm sort of hopeful. Yeah. If it's not too late, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, I know my, my, uh, niece, um, just went to college, just is old enough just to go to college and she met a bunch of people and, um, well, not before she left, left college. She, she met, she knew a bunch of kids, but the, all the kids her age are way, way less PC than the millennials. So they're, you know, the 18 year olds, 17 year olds, 19 year olds. They're, uh, they're not too worried about cancel culture at this point. I think they're like immune to it. Like they're like, so everything's out there. You, you got shit on me. I got shit on you. Everybody, everybody's got shit on everybody. Who cares? <laughs> I'll say what the well, fuck I want to say. I've mentioned this before. My son in high school has a pretty strong group of friends who are, I mean, they're, they're good kids They do well in school. They don't cause any trouble. Um, but they really sort of back each other up with the, um, with the, uh, you know, where they're coming from and everything. So it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, I did. I thought of you the other day, you know, your, uh, your, uh, mock Gadsden flag and no step on snack. Oh yeah. Yep. I was looking that up cause one of my kids wants to order one. And, uh, and so I was reading the comments in it and they, these people are going, yeah, you know what it is. This is a, mocking the right wing and how they don't even know what the Gadsden flag means. Mm, blah, sure. Blah, blah, That's like, nice cope. 
I'm like, that is not what that was. No. I'm like, first of all, everyone knows what the Gadsden flag is, mm-hmm. you know, and they're making it sound like it was some left wing sort of thing that the right wing is co-opted. I'm like, no, the whole Gadsden flag deal is about as, you know, right down the conservative alley as you can get. Yeah. But I said the whole no step on snack is mocking wish.com yeah consumerism you know buying shit like that on wish basically it's a trans a a retranslation is what it is and it's like like from english to chinese to english again (laughs) well it was one of those things like you know with the memes you see like what you ordered on wish what you got yeah yeah you know yeah so it's mocking wish and here everything these people do has got to be something oh yeah those stupid conservatives blah 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 yeah, I did hear I did hear a comment from Trump today, and you know, like you, I have some issues with Trump. I I do wish he wasn't running because I'm worried that it's just going to be that Trump revenge tour. I, I really want him to govern instead of. Uh, well, according to him, it's his first day. He's gonna he's gonna you know be a, a tyrant, but after that, he's gonna govern. <laughs> yeah, and of course he was mo- he yeah, was it's being a joke. funny, but yeah. the but the left ran with that. But anyway. Um, uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Well, oh, so oh. his point was his point about MAGA. He said, you know, everybody says, oh, MAGA, this and my other. He goes, MAGA stands for make America great again. He goes, are you, do you really want to be against that? Yeah. And I heard left wing people say, you know, well, that's code word for, you know, get rid of the black people kind of thing. And I'm like, well, was it when Bill Clinton said it when he was running? Cause he did. Yeah. You know, he was running for president the first time he said it was, did you make America great again? Yeah, my my problem with Trump is not what he says, other than when he when he said stupid shit like, uh, uh, "We can we can." After there was a school shooting and he got pressured by the left, and he was like, uh, "We we can suspend the Constitution, or we, you know, we can figure that out later. Let's ban stuff now and figure out stuff like that was stupid, right?" Yeah, um, I agree. Now he doesn't normally say that much stupid shit, but the worst thing Trump did or had had done was he just put too many fucking rotten people in positions. And he just, but, but part of it wasn't his fault because he just didn't know and he didn't have enough people to fill those positions. But one of some of those people, he like backed, he backed them up and said, they're great people like Bill Barr and stuff like that, that, and, and people that, people that had power and that fucking screwed him and he should have seen it coming. And that's what bothered me about him, you know, because all they did was play the game with him. Cause all you have to do is, you know, act like he's a big swinging dick and, you know, give him compliments and you're, you're good as gold. And everybody knows that. That's what bothered me about him. Well, and I, I'll give him a pass on that because I just think Washington is such a swamp and there's a certain amount of people who know how to work in that, um, in that environment that you kind of need on your side, but you don't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there's just some political animals in there who know how to, I remember someone saying this about Reince Priebus who was in pretty early with Trump. And I, I mean, I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about him, but it seems to me like he's one of those guys who, you know, is probably conservative and knows how Washington works. Yeah. And someone was saying, why did Trump put this guy in there? He's, you know, this uh, Washington creature and blah, blah, blah. And someone said, look, you need a certain amount of people who know how to make the trains run on time. Yeah, Reince Priebus is one of those guys in Washington. Yeah, that's that's. I, I mean, that's why I give him a little bit of a pass on that. But sometimes you just can't. Like he allowed Fauci to run roughshod over the country for far too fucking long. Yeah, you know? I agree. That was that was just a mistake. So so he, he did things like right that, away. and and like even with 
he didn't pardon before he left like a bunch of like the pardon a lot of the January 6 people that were that were had charges he didn't he could have pardoned some of those people I know some of the charges didn't come while he was president but he could have done something about that too before he left so I, I just there's certain things that just kind of you know irritate me and make me worry but it's not going to stop me from supporting him you know well did you hear I mean and all you need to know about Washington being retaliatory for wrong think is did you see this lady ballers uh, movie that um daily wires putting out yeah it looks it looks like a throwback you know comedy from like the 90s yeah and uh jeremy boring uh ceo of uh of uh, daily wire said joe rogan said look the only people who can make a movie like that are the daily wire and he was like well if we're the only people then we should do it but one of the actors from it just got arrested on january 6 charges yeah and what's funny is so he it's a black guy he's conservative and he ran for for uh, political office somewhere i can't remember what but he so he went to the premiere and they knew that the feds knew he was going to the premiere so when he flew back he, they arrested him in front of his pregnant wife right and uh and they they arrested him right and it turns out it's on misdemeanor charges and it's on shit from three years ago and stuff he's addressed so like obviously this was just like retaliatory bullshit yeah so it's disgusting how weaponized this administration has made you know has made um, the government and whole as a whole, the, Fe, the, the FBI, the CIA, the, the, uh, NF, not the NFA, um, uh, the tobacco firearms. Oh, uh, ATF. ATF. God, what's my brain? It's starting to get late. My brain stopped working. Has stopped, has stopped working. <laughs> there we go. I guess spit it out. But you know, all these, uh, all these uh, organizations and these three letter alphabet soup things, they're all weaponized and blatantly weaponized. You know, yeah, and the media is weaponized. So, and it's blatant. It's not like subtle. <laughs> it's like we're doing this. Yeah, fuck you. We don't care. So, uh, well, I know we're coming up on time here, but I just wanted to uh, I wanted to call out um, someone who I think deserves a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say hero worship because you know people always wind up having feet of clay, but someone who I believe is uh, uh, I'm sort of fanboying over it and. Um, it really is, I think, punching above their weight class, and it's uh, Riley Gaines. Oh yeah, uh, female swimmer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Do you see? Do you see what she did testifying in Congress today? Yeah, I've got some audio here if you want to hear it. Yeah, play it. Riley Gaines. She testified before Congress um, about the uh, about men and women's sports. Yep. And here it is. Okay, here's the woman, uh, Democrat Representative Summer Lee. We're likely going to be forced to listen to transphobic bigotry. Unsafe, unfair, and discriminatory practices towards women must stop. Inclusion cannot be prioritized over safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. I move to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down. Madam Chair, she's engaging in personalities. Can I just ask how it's fair to be called transphobic? There's a... I would say men disguising themselves as women are engaging in personalities. Order. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Order, order. Let's let's get a ruling. The chair. Okay, I move to withdraw the point of order. Uh, so what this woman said was that she expects that the testimony from Riley Gaines is going to be transphobic bigotry. So when Riley actually gave her testimony at the very end, um, Riley said, "You're going to call me a." 
transphobe, then I say your opening remarks make you a misogynist. Okay, and that pissed her off, pissed off the uh, the uh, Democrat. Right, but before that, and it was a different clip, she said she wanted Riley Gaines' testimony stricken because she said it was um, transphobic. Oh, uh, from what I saw, she wanted the part stricken where Riley Gaines said that she was misogynistic. That's the part she wanted stricken. Yeah, so then she said... Can you even tell me what misogynistic means? And uh, they, she had a couple of aides come over and they were like conferring, and then they go, "She goes, I withdraw." Yeah, so she she looked, she looked super deflected too. At first, she looked like I'm going to get this bitch, and then all of a sudden, you saw the 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 sails deflate a little bit, and she's like, "I withdraw." <laughs> well, I saw one of those man on the street things where they're at college asking, you know, I can't even remember what it was, and women go, "Yeah, that's so misogynistic," and the guy goes do you know what misogynistic means? And the two women are like, um, well, you're kind of catching me off guard yeah. here. And the one goes, one goes, I have to go to class. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't even know what the words are that you're reciting. Yeah. So, and, and then you say, you say, do you I, know what do you, what misandry is? And they're like, what, what is that word? That's not even a word. <laughs> <laughs> but Riley Gaines is, I mean, she's putting herself out there. And when she did that, speech in San Francisco. I mean, they basically cornered her in a room and she thought they were trying to kill her. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she really thought she was going to die, but I think she was worried they were going to bust in and mess her up. And, yeah. Um, yep. But she just keeps, she just keeps fighting back. And that whole thing she did with Keith Olbermann, did you see that one? Yeah. <laughs> for, for about a month ago? Yeah. I mean, man, she's just, she's, she's uh, spitting nails, man. She's not someone to mess with, so. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have her out there. And uh, I think more women are starting. Did you see just recently? I think two men just won a bicycling cha- a, a cycling championship. And it was like one, the first and second place were men in a women's bicycling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like we, it's, we get to the to peak ridiculous, but it keeps kind of going. You know, we haven't quite hit the hit the cliff yet. What I love is all these women who are like, yeah, girl power. And then a guy beats them in a race and they go, this shouldn't happen. They go, well. This is what you want. And they go, well, not in sports, mm. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So as long as it's nothing I care about, it's okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, I saw, I saw, speaking of, um, we're coming up in time here, but you know, the problem with people saying, well, what's the problem with uh, using someone's pronouns? And, uh, you know, how's that a problem? You're just, you know, and even, I think even Jordan Peterson and even Ben Shapiro say, yeah, I'll, I'll use your pronouns, you know, to be polite in, in a setting, but I'm not going to, you know, be forced to do it. Right. And someone said, you know, I'm against using their preferred pronouns at any point because there's a, there's a good reason for it because you're, you're, you're buying into the delusion. You're buying into it in front of others. So you're projecting to others that it's okay and to children that it's okay to, to do this and that you can be another, the opposite sex. And then it, it just adds to the more, the, the social programming that makes these girls to have the double mastectomies it makes the little boys go on hormones and it's like it's because you're okaying it from step one so i'm not doing it i'm like eh, i like that yeah and i said it many times i'll say it again i don't care it, and i'll use the stereotype i don't care if you're a man who wants to dress up like a woman nope and be called you know kathy instead yeah. of you know if you like Andy, if you like the I feminine don't... name kathy and and you like to wear skirts you know what? You be you. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. care if you want, if your name is, is Don and you want to be called Deborah, I think it's weird, but I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I'll call you Deborah if you want it. It's just a name. 
But if you're trying to tell me that I have to say you're a woman, that's where I draw the line. You're yeah. not. Yeah. You're just not. And, and normally I'm not even doing it to, to be a jerk to you. I'm just I'm just not editing and trying to uh, walk in eggshells around you. I'm just calling you what you are because that's what you are. I'm not doing it out of malice. I'm not doing it out of spite. When I go, dude, I'm not doing it because, oh, this is really going to dig this fucking person. No, I'm just being like, I'm just telling you what you obviously are. So, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying. And, I mean, how many women do I know that I say dude? How many women do I know yeah. that say dude? I mean, it, it's just a thing. But, um but I wouldn't go out of my way to, you know, this Don who wants to be called Deborah. I wouldn't be like the whole time he. I wouldn't just do that around him to piss him off, you know. Uh, I, but yeah. if I said he, and they're like, "Well, that bothers me because I'm a woman," I'd be like, hey, "Look, no, you're not." Yeah, I guess yeah. I wouldn't be doing it specifically to piss him off, but I, I, but I wouldn't edit edit it just to be nice either at this point because you're you're create you're buying you're playing into a delusion that's unhealthy for society by doing that. Well. You and I both have a former friend who went from, you know, man to woman kind of thing and used a whole different name. I don't think it was even the name that bothered us. It was, you know, the reason this person is a former friend is not because they transitioned. It's because that person was just the angriest, most unpleasant person I'd been around for yeah. a long time. And the you know, and going through the transition doubled that down and made that doubly so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't even want to be around you. You're a pain in the ass. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, we're at time. All right. Well, hey, I'm glad we could finally get together and get another episode in. But we're talking about uh, reformatting for uh, the new year. So there may be some changes coming up here. We'll still be putting out content. It may just be in a different form. Or, or um, yeah, or different forms, plural. Yes. Content. Yeah. So. Crow so, has some extra super secret projects he wants to Yeah, do. so stay tuned for that. Yeah. In the meantime, look for us on Facebook or you can connect with us on Instagram. At this point, Instagram is just pictures of roosters. So Awesome. If you send me your roost send me your rooster pics and I'll uh, put them on there. Did you hear that boys? Send uh, send rooster your cock pics. I knew I knew I was walking <laughs> into that one. <laughs> See you bye.